0: good afternoon everybody uneducated economist here so i can't help but to continue to talk about the federal reserve strategy um i keep finding articles much like the one you're going to find down in the description i was just scrolling through articles and i just came across this one i clicked on it and really i didn't even read the article all it says is like the fed something about failing to curb the inflation problem or something like that and I, I didn't even really read the article. I just read the headline and kind of like a little bit, just like right into it and just thought to myself, it doesn't matter. It's The Federal Reserve wanted the inflation. So it's not a matter of them failing to curb it. They didn't want to curb it. They want it to be elevated. The reason they wanted it elevated is because their Fed funds rate had hit the lower bound of zero. That is their ammunition. Without it, the Federal Reserve is useless or will fail at their job. The only way that they could continue on with what they are doing in their monetary policies of being able to adjust interest rates in order to stimulate the economy, they would have had to be been able to go negative. And that is not something that is capable at this time, so long as you have cash in the system. This is something that I've gone over many times. So the Federal Reserve knew. They knew that they had to raise the interest rates in order to get their ammo back. Now, you have to think, back in 2008 is when they started to lower interest rates to zero? Nine? I'm sorry, I probably should have looked that up. The quantitative easing programs during the Ben Bernanke in the Great Financial Crisis, Federal Reserve era, had taken interest rates to zero and started up the quantitative easing programs. That is something that had never happened before. It was all new, and everybody knew that it was going to create a hyperinflation scenario. I was one of those. I was screaming it at all my friends, you know. Of course, I didn't have a YouTube channel at the time, and nobody would pay attention to me. It didn't happen. The Federal Reserve failed to get the inflation that they were looking for. They were able to get their interest rates up a little bit, but only to about 2.5% on the Fed funds level, before the markets were really upset about the whole scenario. The Federal Reserve was failing. I could continue on with all kinds of descriptions of reasonings why they were failing at what they were doing. And the main reason that they were failing is because the inflation expectation was running too low. Nobody believed that there was going to be inflation or any kind of real damaging inflation, I should say, going into the future. A lot of people were talking about it. Um, a lot of the gold salesmen and, say, Bitcoin, you know, enthusiasts and stuff like that would really push the hyperinflation scenario, but that's not what occurred, and it's not even occurring today. In fact, we're starting to see the opposite effects of the inflation that we have experienced due to the severing of the supply chain. Now, I've gone over this many times. I mean, if you have watched my channel, this is like old news, and you're like, okay, man, you know, you keep talking about the same things but I have to keep I have to keep reiterating it because if we don't wear this groove what we're going to do is start believing other things that are taking place but that is not the case now you can take on somebody else's theory I'm not saying that you shouldn't this is my theory and this is why I'm running this groove as deeply as I am is because I want to make sure that my my timeline that I have been putting together and what I feel is probably more accurate than most people's is very complex when you have to think about the severing of the supply chain, the introductions of special purpose vehicles. Years before, I don't even know how long before all this took place, the Federal Reserve was talking about the repo facility and making it a permanent standing repo facility that they could use And I couldn't figure out exactly why they wanted to set this thing up. I knew it was going to be a change. I knew it had something to do with the amount of money that was going to be in the system. But I didn't quite get it, right? Now I understand what the repo facility was all about. I did a video called Things Were Changing. So I'm following the Fed and trying to figure out their strategy. A lot of other people are trying to figure out an investment strategy. They're trying to figure out, you know, how to buy house strategy. They're trying to figure out how to start business strategy trying to figure out some sort of other strategy, I'm trying to figure out what the Federal Reserve is and how their strategy is working. And so far, I think I've done pretty well. There's a couple of things like I, like I have really nailed down onto and even just recently can tell you that most people are, are... I'm not saying most people are missing it. I'm just thinking most people are not thinking this strategy because there is so much noise out there. Like I can get it. Like I can have people just throw noise at me all day long and I'll, I'll take in the nuggets of information, but I am stuck on my strategy and this is what I'm sticking to. Think about the, these two sentences. It just comes down to these two. This one speech coming from November 30th, 2018. This is the Monetary Policy Strategies for a Low Neutral Interest Rate World, right? John Williams. And in this one sentence, In other words, monetary policy is always swimming upstream, fighting a current of too low inflation expectations that interferes with achieving the Fed or sorry, with achieving the target inflation rate. Right. 2018. Given just last week. Uh, Let's see here. January 19th. Today is January 24th. So this was given five days ago. This is Leo Brainerd's speech, uh, staying the course to bring inflation down. Now, in this speech, if you were to read it, it's all the things that have caused inflation, the reason why inflation's in, they actually talk about the severing of the supply chain in this speech. But in that they talk about everything that's going on right now and how the rising of interest rates is bringing the consumer you know, purchasing down, like this is what they want to do is try and ease up on all the consuming that's happening and hopefully bring the consuming down to supply, right? Supply versus demand. And that's the whole idea of the rising of interest rates. However, if you if you take this whole speech and just listen to this one sentence, that is, this is what she says, that is why it has been important for monetary policy to take the risk management posture to defend the expectations anchor. Talking about inflation. the ex- Defending the expectations anchor. Not fight it. Not to bring it down. Not anything. To defend the inflation expectations anchor. Inflation expectations is running really high. When you see articles like the one that I'm leaving down in the description for you guys. And I'll leave links to these two speeches as well. But when you see, and I'll leave a link to the repo facility one that I did too. So I'll leave those four links for you guys down there and think about what's going on here. And I mean, everybody can just set aside my strategy and say, dude, you're nuts. I mean, I see the inflation. I see the price of eggs going up. I see all this stuff. And you're nuts about the supply chain, right? I mean, you can say that if you want. But I followed lumber. I was able to call out lumber pretty accurately, not necessarily on the timelines because I always think things are happening faster than they really do. But I have been pretty dang accurate when it comes to the oversupply, undersupply, the price of futures on lumber going you know, where, not necessarily where they hit, but that they're gonna fall and land and people were like totally arguing with me about all this stuff. And all I am doing is just following, trying to follow this Federal Reserve strategy. Right, The idea that they were gonna figure out a way to raise the inflation expectations because, really, if you think about all the money printing that had taken place through quantitative easing one, two, three, and four, that failed to bring the inflation because the inflation expectation had been so low, right? This time, I mean, there was a lot of people who had a high inflation expectation, but it wasn't enough to bring the inflation up because inflation is a self-fulfilling prophecy if you have the high inflation expectation. In fact, they say it right here. Um Let me see here. When policy is constrained by the effective lower bound, the downward shift in inflation expectations, right? The downward shift in inflation expectations raises the real interest rates, further diminishing the degree of monetary stimulus, making the downturn worse and reducing inflation even more. So if inflation expectation is running low, that's going to lead into inflation being low. But if inflation expectations are running high, the self fulfilling prophecy of inflation being high going into the future will make you have to, deci- will get you do- making decisions, which was, I gotta slow down, will have you making decisions that will actually cause the inflation to happen. And if you have a severing of the supply chain along with a stimulus package that has money injection from all channels, that is like getting high, forcing the inflation to take place, getting the expectations to run high and then giving the Federal Reserve the room to run the interest rates back up to the 5%, which would give them the ammo that they need in order to drop the interest rates 5% to stimulate the economy like they normally would like to do. If they don't have that, then they have no way of really fighting the, 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 the downturns when it comes to the economy. This last one, we, we were screaming at the top of our lungs, all a bunch of people on YouTube were talking about inverted yield curves, all kinds of recession indicators taking place right as the pandemic kicked in. And then it was called a COVID induced recession. And I don't know how many times I made fun of that statement. That the recession was already on its way. I mean, Peter Schiff was really nailing this one down. I mean, just because you shot yourself in the foot doesn't mean that that's what the problem was. You were already sick when, you, when it happened. But because they had no real way of fighting a downturn like that, like if you have a systemic problem like a housing market crisis that was caused by toxic mortgages that is totally melting the banking system down, well, now you have an excuse to, to bail out the banks, right? But everybody hated that idea. This time around, it happened to be the COVID, right? The sickness. And now I'm not saying it wasn't real. I got sick myself. I lost my sense of smell and taste. It was no fun, right? But all I guess I'm getting at is that the special purpose vehicles that were used to bail out this country, not only all the corporations, but the people and all the stimulus package and all that other stuff was an unusual and exigent circumstance that gave them the ability to do that. If it wasn't for the unusual and exigent circumstance, we would have been in a full-blown crisis. And there would have been no real way of them bailing out the country without having some sort of excuse. What was it going to be? You know, that's what I have to ask because nobody seems to think about that as it was happening. And so, anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Uneducated economist. Check out the links down in the description. You come up with your own ideas. (laughs) You let me know.